You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Loving would be easy if your color was Tommy <laughs> Dreams. Tommy, Red, Tommy, gold, Tommy, and green. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Guys. Tommy, come on. Tommy, 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 Tommy. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Good. I'm keeping that for my personal collection. Robin, Robin, three, two, Robin, three. (laughs) Hold for bullying. (laughs) Robin, three, (laughs) a two, a win. No, his the head. So I can't get hit in the head. Why? The world famous laugh factory on the Sunset Strip. This is Where? the podcast. With Where's your my host, snare? Sean Joshi. Holy shit! I'm Sean Joshi. It is Wednesday, November. What day is it today? Seventh ish. November seventh here on planet Earth. I'm sitting with friend of the show, Mike Falzone. So happy to be here. I know everything about politics. He knows everything about politics. I'm fresh from Reno, so I've been tra- tra- what is it Tranver- transversing the Trans- country, talking yes. talking to the people. You you're wearing a hat. Like you've been doing. I have. I'm wearing my America hat. I've been talking to the people. I was in Nevada doing a week of comedy. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. Throwing out the, uh, you know, the low balls like, uh, hey, uh, who ordered (laughs) IT? Am I right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did they eat it up? Uh, Did they like it? What about this long wait in TSA I got? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm different from you guys. Hey, all right. But we're the same. Laugh at me. (laughs) Let's find some common ground for about 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. So I always put on my, like, you know, after the show, you talk to people. It's like a little casino. It's a little bottleneck. And people come up to you. I know very sweet people in Reno. My dog. Doctor is a is a Hindu. <laughs> so then I got to talk for three and a half minutes about how their doctor is a Hindu. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's great. Right? Was that fun? Oh yeah, it was fun. The mm-hmm. after thing is fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, so you know, I talked to the people. I shook lo- some well hands. received in in Reno. I think we were well received. You mm-hmm. know, I just talked about NASCAR after the shows a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it seems to go all right. That and cowboy riding and stuff. But Who got the most rolling laughter? I would say we all did at our different points in sure. time. The you know show I mean? did. The show did. That's nice. Us collectively as good spirits and stewards of laughter <laughs> and the lore. We just like to spread that good cheer wherever we go, Mac Falzone. Hey, but s- do I work for UPS because I was delivering smiles? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and talking about delivering smiles, we will be delivering smiles together. Hell yeah. At the Hollywood Laugh Factory on November 26th. Come Fresh. see our banter. Come see our. We're gonna have so much banter. There's gonna be witty yeah. banter. There's gonna be good times. Yeah. You can get some like you know laugh a lot, work off those calories from Thanksgiving. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And what, if you've ever listened to this show and, and wondered what we're like in real life, how different are they in real life? Come you're gonna, you're your gonna find self. out right now <laughs> on November 26th <laughs> on Monday. Oh. Mike Falzone, do you enjoy Thanksgiving? Where does Thanksgiving rank on your holidays? I enjoy Thanksgiving. I know you're not supposed to celebrate it anymore, Why but I, I do because I'm a I'm an American. I do what I want. I love my family and I love dinner. <laughs> and I want to Those are the two things I love. I love family and I love my damn dinner. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and as long as somebody brings me both of them, I'm fine. <laughs> and I wash the damn dishes afterwards because I'm a man. I like to eat pie in front of my cousins. Yeah. 
make them touch the crumbs because we're a normal family. <laughs> That's weird. Everybody gather around, touch the crumbs for good luck. Why does every family have some kind of weird good luck tradition they do on I don't know. Thanksgiving? I don't know. Do Everyone you guys, sticks do you have, the thumb in the a, pumpkin pot. Do you guys have a family tradition? Do you, what is your family? I thought you were going to stop it. Family. I like to I like to investigate white people because I grew up amongst you, but I can never know enough. You Did you? <laughs> How was you your Diwali, by days, the way? Guys, I said happy you Diwali. Guys, you, guys you didn't re- even. You guys really threw a couple curveballs here these last few years. I thought <laughs> I had you. I thought, it's like the game of golf. Just when you think you got to figure it out, it yeah. throws you another thing. Yeah, white people are always evolving. They're always evolving. Yeah. Uh, my Diwali is good. I was just going to say it is happy Diwali. It's uh, yeah. the great Indian holiday of Diwali. Tell me your what's, like. what's your favorite Diwali memory, Mike Felsen? This one. We're making it. We're making it right now? Yeah. But what about growing up, you and your family, and those inclusive East Coast progressive holidays where you celebrated <laughs> every single one? I remember telling me about you and your family's Kwanzaa's. Yeah, and yeah, your, yeah. And your, we had and a real, we didn't have a front door on our house. Yeah. And we're like, hey, if it's if you celebrate a holiday today, Just come, come on in. in. Oh, I was confused. Is that a Kwanzaa thing? You take off the door? You take thing? off the door off the hinges. I, I don't think anybody celebrates Kwanzaa. I think that was a thing like, you know, super liberal white people made up somewhere, and they're like, "Yeah, this is probably a holiday." That I've never celebrate. heard anyone but a white person talk about, about Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah. yeah, that you know, the only time I've ever heard Kwanzaa spoken of is in actually reading about it in seventh grade social studies <laughs> when uh, they go tell you the different, like, "Oh yeah, this is what Jews celebrate," and yeah, Indians yeah. have this, and then they'll be like, "Oh, there's Kwanzaa." Right. That's the only also time there's I've ever Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know anyone who celebrates Tommy? No, Tommy. No, I haven't. I don't. <laughs> Wasn't no, 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 even no. holding the microphone. Couldn't be bothered. I'm yeah. doing other podcast stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> You're sitting cross-legged in an ergonomically correct chair. Just killing the game with that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt, Tommy? What's where'd you get that shirt? Describe your oh, shirt. Oh, all right. Well, it it has three colors tones. on it. Three tones. Yes, it. it's but like, it's a button-up. It's, it's like a button-up with three tones. And guess Giant how many of stripes. those buttons are utilized at the moment? <laughs> if you said all, you all, all, all. <laughs> That's like something Seinfeld would wear in season two. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? This is literally the coolest shirt that I have. I'm so proud of it. And the way that you guys are making fun of it, I got to rethink everything. Before the show, you were genuinely offended because you're like, this is my favorite shirt, actually. All of Tommy's shirts are a half size too big. I'm thinking about making this my Diwali shirt. You know what I mean? Which you did in the end. I got it Ross, okay? Which in its own way nice. is... You know, yeah. Good, humble that, brag. That's the place. Yeah. <laughs> it is the place. Tommy, you know, for our listeners, would you describe to us what the volley is as a very you know, cultured, <laughs> as a cultured person that you are? Uh, Go ahead. That, walk us through it. Uh, come on. Everybody everybody knows. Sure. It's, it's the story of... <laughs> it's the story of Vishnu. <laughs> no. The Shiva. No. Shiva couldn't get a go ring with, at the go end. Go with general themes of light and darkness. Uh... uh <laughs> The triumphs of file well, under. Well, the evil ones were. Now you're on the right track. They were trying to swim in the Ganges River. They no, they stole a, a like a princess. They stole a princess, and, and they the, swam across a body of water, and then and to then Sri Lanka. To Sri Lanka, the yeah, paradise where, where MIA is from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And then the good, the good people, the good Ram Chandraji. had to chase them to yes, Sri Lanka. Yes, with their curved scimitars. Hell yeah. yeah. I believe. Wait, shout out to yeah. word scimitar. I'll give, to, I'll yeah. give Tommy some One points One time for, for scimitar. <laughs> and there was a land bridge built, which is still there. Like it's The Christians call it Adam's Bridge. But it's Because it looks to be hand-built. If we're getting into because conspiracy we corner. love naming we call stuff. It, we call it Hanuman's Bridge in India after the monkey god Hanuman, and Christians call it Adam's Bridge. Because we do, cannot do, pronounce. Do. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Okay, so they, they constructed this land bridge, and there was yes. a great battle. 
Yes. It was a great battle. Yes. Of course. Yes. And it's very much like Lord of the Rings. Someone should make it. It's it's fantastic, actually. <laughs> it sounds like awesome. I used to grow up. Uh, well, not so much um, the story of the volley, but Mahabharat, uh, the great battles of Gita. They'd have these one of the first pro, like programs on uh, Indian television. They only had, you know, really one channel. This was the first program. And, you know, everyone would like watch it. You know, it wouldn't be anybody on the streets. I used to watch it with my grandmother. It's like oh, it is like Lord of the Rings. But so you had Ram Chandraji. Get what happened? What did he do? Defeat? He defeated the leader of the evil people. Yes, Robin. Who had like more than one head? Uh, no, one head. Two, including his penis. You were doing so good, Tommy. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, they defeated him, and they. And take then he the came back to the back. hometown. Yes, and then the day Ram Chandraji came back to the hometown is the volley. Oh right, wow, that's right. beautiful. And then the next day, and the British showed up, and but no. Uh, so you sell? It's a festival of lights. You let okay. you light up Deepak's. Which is my Faj's name, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you do fireworks. So I it's like Fourth like of July. So you are, do a are lot we of fireworks. Hear fireworks tonight. Is sure. there enough of a presence? You're hearing fireworks right now when I look you in the eyes. In my heart, I hear them with my heart. Absolutely, <laughs> you hear them in your heart, and I feel them in my um, in my butt. How about a round of applause for Tommy? Tommy, yeah. Big Tommy, you're like an Indian scholar, Big Tommy. Yeah. I'm gonna walk around really cocky and engage Indian people. And yes. lessons about their culture. You should. Yes, you should. You would be a perfect. You could write for Jezebel or something. <laughs> You're the uh, But moving on, you know what else was yesterday? Not the volley. Which My is birthday. Today, but Mike Falzone's birthday was yesterday. No. Okay. I was gonna say we had, of course, the midterms, and I think in today's world we should almost discuss this stuff dispassionately as sports because just as politics has become entertainment so has sports and i think they're often discussed in the same way like they did a study between sports talk radio and political radio in the terms of tone and tenor and the words that they use and they're nearly identically the same difference which means somebody out there is yelling like alex jones about the miami dolphins yeah (laughs) can you believe the miami dolphins are raping kids on mars can you believe it those goddamn liberal cucks. They cut off their hands and they made a slime. And they got slime on all the goddamn over. surface of Mars! <laughs> this goddamn globalist order. The lizard people, baby. Holy shit. Oh my god. Holy shit. Imagine you wake up and those are your first thoughts. Like before you even get coffee or whatever. <laughs> lizard people, goddamn. Mars. Everybody's filled with slime. Uh, vitamin B capsule. What is like? What are the advertisements on that show? It's always like uh, like survival vitamins. You know oh, what I Jesus. mean? And like, yeah. I don't watch that horse shit. Oh, I used to watch that show on Discovery Channel where it was just like uh, talking about like like these people's survival plans and their survive their bug out plans and shit oh, like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think any of them were Hillary voters. I'm just going to go that's a guess. <laughs> but speaking of Hillary voters, I think, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole political thing here, but I think we can dispassionately discuss, you know, some of the factors on the ground, just like looking at it without any mm-hmm. kind of like just the same way that you would look at like a Bills or a Dolphins game. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Without any of the hubbub. hubbub, 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 hubbub like know? I would never break bread with a Bills fan. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think that's silly. And I think it's silly sometimes to look at, at like this stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right? Why aren't we taught in civics classes and social studies about how to have polite discord about politics? Well, we should. And that always used to be kind of something that, you know, center parties would always espouse. And, you know, I always remember 
watching this Bill O'Reilly, Janine Garofalo interview because I was a fun teen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> In between smashing <laughs> puss. <laughs> watching Bill O'Reilly. And what Bill O'Reilly said to Janine Garofalo was like, you know, I don't agree with what you're saying, but always kind of defend your right to say it and a right mm-hmm. to have discourse and to be friends with people you disagree with. And so like even somebody who I would disagree with, like Bill O'Reilly, you know, I would say that like I, I would always agree with your, uh, you know, with your ability to say whatever you wanted and stuff. But I think now we're just getting to a place where the center has has morphed out and, you know, we can get into different reasons for that. And once again, I want to do this dispassionately because we're obviously sitting here in Hollywood as a couple of uh, liberal Liberal cooks. We're a couple liberal cooks. We're a couple we're obviously a couple liberal cooks. I watched my country get fucked. But I mean I grew up you watch country get fucked, right? I grew up in Indiana. A lot of my friends are Republicans, so I don't really like look at it like that. Uh huh. But I don't know. But so let's go through some stuff. Sure. Dispatch. First of all, did you watch any of the coverage? What'd you think? I watched a little bit and then I zone out because eventually, same thing with anything, same thing with sports. If people start saying the same shit over and over again and there's like a conversational gridlock happening, I can't put up with that. Oh my God. Like, I definitely have days where I'll be (laughs) smoking weed and not doing shit. And like, (laughs) Sports Center will be on in the back. And no joke, when Sports Center repeats the third or fourth time, you already know what the stories are coming up mm-hmm. on. And even if the show changes, they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that constant 24-hour cycle to to fill. And I think the same things happens in news. 100%. And, you know, since the rise of the 24-hour news cycle, I think it has deepened the partisan divide, you know, particularly on the right. Uh, I don't know. I think if somebody like like – you know, I don't. A lot of people don't like him. And I'm not saying I particularly like him, but I think he's acceptable opposition, meaning he he comes from a place of intellectual honesty. And that's Ben Shapiro. Okay. This is my Ben Shapiro impression right here. I'm just going to talk really fast with a lot of facts for 45 minutes, and you can't really disagree with me because nobody remembers what I said about <laughs> seven minutes ago. You know what I mean? It's exhausting. Like I disagree with him, but if somebody like him was running Fox News, it at least would have some type of yo. I believed this two weeks ago, yeah, and I'll believe this tomorrow. Whereas, you know, I think Fox News is just a campaign machine where there's a never a fixed point of morality, you know. So if they're talking about deficits in 2008, like it's the most important thing, they don't give a shit about deficits now, mm-hmm. even two weeks ago. Look at the way they talked about Julian Assange, like he's the biggest terrorist in the world. He's caused American troops and American lives, an enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. Julian Assange hurt our American troops. This man should be in prison, should be in front of a lethal injection or a firing squad. And now he's Sean Hannity's best friend just by the sheer fact uh, uh, it aligned with it, Trump's interests. Mm. You know, and I think... You know, if you go back to the history of the Senate and especially of the Congress and especially the Senate, they have a history of bipartisanship there between Democrats and Republicans in the Senate because it's the highest chamber. You know what I mean? It's considered the most, you know, the most polite, the most where we could try to come to, for, to a consensus for the country. Right. So and one example that I always bring in is 1992 with Hillary Care. When they brought in Hillary Care, which was like whatever, you know, national more national medicine than we have today it was like okay this is the plan you know democrats won congress they have the presidency they have a mandate to set the agenda this is what there is going to be done healthcare. so republicans didn't just run to fox news and say oh this is that that, that. they came back with an actual plan mm-hmm. you know and that plan was the same one mitt romney adopted you know when he was governor of massachusetts and that plan is ultimately what the framework of 
of Obamacare later came to be. And that's not a point to score a point about Obamacare at all. What that is is to form a larger picture of how Congress used to operate pre-cable news. So even during the Reagan era, you know, when it was uh, when, you know, Democrats were in the minority a lot, the same thing would happen there. Republicans were the majority party. They would come with their plan. Democrats would come with their counter plan and they would negotiate to a point. Now, if you have any kind of Democratic plan, you know, or any type of a non-Republican plan, what happens? As soon as it's on Fox News, it becomes the most evil, entrenched, it you know, thing. everything just yeah, because like, it's not. Yeah, like Barack Obama was literally the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Obamacare was literally going to lead to death panels, you know? And none of those things happened because they were silly at the, and facetious at that time. Yeah, because they all turned into TV shows yeah. rather than Yeah, and now you have, you know, Republicans running. <clears throat> Scott Walker saying, I'll protect pre-existing conditions. You know, so... So like you and now, you know, that happens with the other channels, too. But Fox News really, really, I think, drives it home. They're the most powerful name in news. Forget about mainstream news. Fox News is mainstream news. They mm-hmm. set the agenda. They have the ratings. They are the most powerful political voice. So when they function like an arm like that, it, it, it radical. It, it, I don't want to use the word radicalized, but it further propagandizes, propagandizes information and it forces us into a hyper-partisanship. That's why, you know, the Wall Street Journal is great. If Fox News was more like other conservative media, the National mm-hmm. Review, Ben Shapiro, They're you know, I'm not to... saying conservative media is bad. I'm just saying Fox mm-hmm. News isn't intellectually honest, you know? And MSNBC is, is such a small, it, it's like you can say it's a similar, which, you know, but it's so small. It, it cowers in the shadow of the giant that is is Fox News. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't know why any news is like that. You're just supposed to, if you're a reporter, you're supposed to report. You know, yeah. you're not supposed to, I don't know, there's not supposed to be any bias. I don't, Right. I mean, obviously, we're way beyond that now, but right. <clears throat> I just think that that's, you know. Right. You go somewhere to get information. You don't want to necessarily be fed something. Right, which is another way that politics has become like sports. You know what I mean? Like if you listen to local sports radio, your guys, it's so Homer. And they actually did a study uh, for the paper Red and Blue States of Mind, Partisan Hostility and Voting in the United States. They found 41% of people with strong partisan feelings, red or blue, said winning was more important than what than what the victory would actually mean for society. There's no I in bipartisan. <laughs> <laughs> While 35% said particular policies were a more important factor, 24% valued both or had no real opinion. I love that 24%. What is going on with that 24%? They They're never tired. know They're what's going tired. on. They're like, I can't make up a thing. Yeah. What's the difference between, like, you know, a log and, like, a, a cat? <laughs> a I don't log. know the difference. <laughs> like, how are you always undecided? Don't you know how to decide by this? point dude people just try to take care of their families and they can't be worried about a lot of people will shut off their minds with shit that they know that they can't change or they have the perception that they can't change anything they're just like then why the fuck would i worry about right but yeah that's amazing to me that 41 percent of people just care about winning for their side more than what the impact on society is shouldn't Mm -hmm. it be what the outcome of these policies are well that's That's not a sports doesn't make sense with like yeah they get behind these people like common people get behind like these mega rich people and they're like there that's our person but like that person wouldn't change spaces with you in a second not in a damn and they never come from a lot of them have never come from what they know anyway but some because they talk a certain way 
And because they're good politicians and they yeah. play the robot game where we're like, we could fool these people into thinking that we're one of them. Give me good politicians who know how to feel, fool people who are just out for a little bit of the personal gain. That yeah. was fine. Let's go back to that. That uh -huh. was okay. This weird nativism populism stuff is icky. Yeah. I don't like it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's I just like so it. weird when politicians lie. <laughs> I, lie. Just lie in acceptable ways. I wish they weren't like Like, that. Like, you know how the FDA accepts a certain amount of, like, spider eggs? in your cereal you know that there's like a certain Hell amount yeah, of bug eggs in your it. shit yeah. i'll accept a certain amount of lies from politicians yeah. as long as you're trying to not like you know burn the jews you know what right. i'm saying <laughs> as long as you're not like at least winking a little bit to people who are like the jews will not replace us you know what i mean yeah just yeah, don't yeah. play to those people no at all. don't do that's too many spider rats. and i'm cool with you you know yeah. what i mean i really don't care yeah. i'll be one of those 24 percent that's like yeah, they, no man be logical and present a, yes. a nice argument but don't be fucking don't be all right. crazy to get people's votes right but like i said uh this is in sports where there's like a uh, scoreboard. There is ultimately, which is the votes, but it's it's harder to tell. So we'll break it down with a couple of things. First of all, blue wave, no wave. Mike, what is new wave? New wave is. I've never understood. This is. I have so many white people questions. One is, what's the difference between supper and dinner? What makes and you think I know all that? white people things? You know, what? I'm a spicy white. <laughs> We've determined you are a spicy that. White <laughs> what's the difference between supper and dinner? I've always wanted to know. Why do your Rich houses, people say supper. Why do your houses always smell like ham? And why does that increase ham. with age? If you go to an old white person's house, <laughs> it just straight Exponentially up smells more like, like ham. ham. That's weird. I've never noticed and that ever. Maybe it's in the Midwest. And number three, uh, what's new wave? This is like from the 80s time where like hip white people are always like, oh, yeah, I love New Wave yeah. or something. You know it's what I mean? Any, any band with any uh, any two uh, double-decker keyboard playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think New Wave is. I got a good example. Okay. I like to say when I asked Mike what was New Wave before the show, what did you say? Uh... Depeche Mode. And I said, This. Devo. And then we looked up on the rankings and who was higher on the. <laughs> well, there wasn't, it wasn't any higher. They were just both in the oh, same, they were both definitely in the same, new way. Definitely new yeah. group. It was alphabetical. I kind of like this. I've been into the 80s stuff recently, man. It's not, dude, do you remember this song? Let me play this song. Okay, play it. I listened to this song six times on the plane. This isn't that. Is this that's Depeche Mode? That's not the. De Depeche Mode always sounds like the are. name of the band that's. I'm not cool enough to listen to. You know what I mean? Do you remember the song from Grand Theft Auto? No. Stealing cars, shooting hookers? I saw the best 80s movie the other day. Which one? Perfect. Starring <laughs> John Travolta. Gina Davis? Because she's Travolta. in every goddamn movie. John Travolta plays a Rolling Stone reporter who investigates this new shocking trend of fitness gyms. <laughs> Is and runs the into the hottest aerobic instructor <laughs> in L.A., Jamie Lee Curtis. Dude. It's amazing. There's this scene. It a weird it's, time. My, it's my favorite scene in every movie that's ever been made. The eye sex And scene? he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. My story fell through the interview. And he's sitting in, like, the Waldorf Astoria. And he sees all these 80s people in, like, 80s workout clothes and, like, bobbing all hip. And they're walking, like, in this room, like, with gym bags. He's like... What's going on over there? What's that? You know what I mean? Maybe the answers are inside. And he opens the door, and it's literally just like a chick lifting like yeah. a barbell. He's Turn like, oh, my head. God, what is this? And he's like, it's the hottest new trend, fitness clubs. Holy shit. He's like, stop the presses, Rolling Stone. I have something Dude, I have to write they about. they made a movie about aerobics. Yeah. 
That's yeah. crazy. That a Rolling Stone cover uh, reporter covered. Isn't yeah, that there were no. That's that's how uh, how much of a lull we had in music. That Isn't they were that like, amazing. "What's going on in exercise? What's going on in exercise?" Yes. So for the Dems, Blue Wave, No Wave, who knows, right? But what I do know, we don't have Beto O'Rourke and the Gillum guy in Florida. Did that's you like those bad. guys? I just don't like Ted Cruz, and not for any real political. Right. Just like personally. Uh, I don't know a ton of his policy. I know he's not super cool on the um, on the pre-existing. Did you know he's the Zodiac thing. killer? He's a serial killer. I like honestly, hey man, I don't want to point <laughs> fingers because I don't know nothing about nothing, but probably <laughs> is though, right? Melty candle looking guy. He looks like. Have you seen that fish? That prehistoric primordial fish. He looks like the like the first fish that came up that has like, <laughs> like a little bit of legs. <laughs> not like a lot of legs, but he had a face. You know what I mean? He definitely face. like had a nose. Fish like, man from he had Dreamcast. A nose before he had Seaman on Dreamcast. Seaman. <laughs> narrated by Leonard Nimoy. I had that game. Yeah. I couldn't the, figure it out. I no sat one there could. for a good two weeks and I got so angry. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just feed it just again. Feed it. Fucking no. But yeah. Um, no, he, he weirds me out. And that whole, like during the campaign when Trump was like, just like destroying his manhood. Oh, just pissing on his face. And now he's like all up his he, ass. He accused like, his dad of killing JFK. That's why I don't understand like all this like cuck stuff. I know it's all like talk and Cook. all like whatever. Yeah. But like that is literally like I'm gonna let you sit here and talk shit about my family and my wife. Yeah. And then I'm gonna suck your balls afterwards. Like, right. That's what being a cuck is. I've seen yeah. enough videos to know that that's closer to that. <laughs> I've seen, hey, you know? I have enough free time to know. Dude, I've looked up all these keywords. <laughs> I hear them on Fox, and then I go straight to Pornhub, and I'm like, what are they talking about Boss, on Fox? Boston cream pie <laughs> cuck. Yeah. But um, Beto and Gillum, those were the two guys. Like, I think Democrats have a little bit of a problem. Those were the two guys who I saw when I saw them, it was that same thing the first time you heard Obama. Yeah. You know, where it was like, oh, those guys have something beyond just like what I call the Cory Booker. I think Cory Booker is just <laughs> manufactured in a lab without any real like conviction. He, he talks sometimes anything. and it makes me feel weird. I think he's the nominee. I'm going to be so mad. But like, so I think Beto and Gillum were the first two guys. I said, if you put them on stage with Trump, I think Trump would have an issue. So like those guys were like my first round draft picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because they kind of uh, – because they lost either one of them if they were going to run in 2020. I think they needed to win. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's like a torn ACL. They got to sit this next cycle out. I think those guys are 2024 if Trump wins or 2028 if he doesn't now mm -hmm. at this point. Do you think he, he has a good shot of being reelected? At this point, yeah. Yeah, I think he does. Just by the nature of um, the nature of what's happening with the states right now. And this was going to be another kind of point that we can we can go into um well let's go into that Let, we'll go into that in a little bit if i think he's going to be reelected and why i think he has a greater chance than i ever thought he would uh -huh. but but right now you know you're a liberal cuck living in los angeles sure yeah you beto and gillum let's say are out is there any where where do the liberal cucks turn where is there anybody else that you see or, 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 or who would you what what type of person do you think uh they should nominate or i um or what do you and gravitate dude, I'm, towards? Dude, I'm not the person to be on this podcast, to be 100%. I, I like... Well, then you are, are a bunch you of are things. I'm just a normal person. I guess I, I have you ever voted? Have you, did, have you, do you vote for the president? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. ever voted for a Republican? Um, president. I don't think so, because it would have been like Bill Clinton. I would have been a, a little kid. You were basically George Bush. 
Yeah. You were no Obama was the first one maybe. I voted for Obama. That might have been the first one. Right. So were you more enth- enthusiastic about Barack or Hillary to vote for? Oh wait, Hillary. I, I mean Barack by by far. <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. Yeah. Why? Why? What was it about Barack Obama that made him more tangible of a candidate and easier I to like get the way he ta- I like the way. I mean, same reason why people like Trump It's like yeah. I, I like the way he talked, and I felt like he. Uh, you know, I, I knew he's a politician, so I know that's my biggest problem. I'm like, it can only be true to a certain extent, and it's not the extent that I, I feel when he talks. And I, I felt like when he talked about the country and talked about his plans, I like got inspired, and I was like, this dude really cares. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, like, Mitt Romney would get up there and, and say some <laughs> things, and it would just be, like, very, like, um, sometimes I think of—, of candidates the way they portray them on Futurama where yeah. they're just like the head <laughs> Nixon is great in yeah Futurama. but they just go back and forth at each other like, tricky like dick robots. is back baby <laughs> tricky dick is back <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> you got a new stage impression oh yeah should I do it yeah, 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 yeah. Th- this is Nixon's head. This is Nixon's head. We're going to make um, him choke on our <clears throat> continued success. I just remember remember being in like middle school or high school and watching like um, Martin Luther King speeches. The Jews. <laughs> <laughs> the no, damn Jews. Watching, yeah. I, I want a president that will do uh, like a, a speech that yes. will like lift up the nation. Like there's no Trump speech that's going to lift up. The no, because when he unify you, everybody, you can see when they slip the stuff in, like we're all one country, we're Americans. It's one. You can see how bored. It's an afterthought. You can yeah, see how yeah, bored. Yeah. You can see his eyes literally glazing yeah. over. Like he survives <clears> on <throat> picking a fight. And I don't know how Trump became president, but I think it's Ryan Johnson's fault for making the Force Awakens. Anyways, <laughs> uh, looking dispassionately at it, though. Uh-huh. Here are my two candidates that I think the Dems. Oh, can I say one more thing about yes, Hillary? Please. Go ahead. I when I was watching the Hillary and Trump debates, I was like, "You got such a better chance, Hillary." I call her Hillary. If you got, <laughs> Madam, Madam Justice, Madam uh, you got Her Majesty, have such a better chance if you were to say what you were thinking. Yes, and it might be like a bit off-putting, you but it will show you that yeah. like you hit back. But she went like the politician route. You're so right. And she blew it, dude. And I think yeah. anyone who's not afraid to say exactly like if you think. People Somebody's bullshit, people. People. call somebody out on their bullshit and make everyone yeah. who has any common sense be like, well, I could see what he's talking about regardless of like what their party is. I like when people are real. I think I think I, you're so right about that. And you can see before Hillary Clinton says something, she processes it through a kind of type mm-hmm. of like filter and stuff. I'm now telling the computer exactly what he, it could yeah. do with a lifetime. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's just like. It's like you can see that and you can see your computing to like where is the middle, where is the safe answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like with somebody like Trump, I think, you know, if you would have responded honestly and saying what people are thinking, like, well, are you mm-hmm. serious? Dude, you're going to alienate people. But this you're is the also, thing with everything. Be, oh, Hillary Dude, was a bad bitch. same thing with bitch, being a comedian. You know I mean? It's If you speak your truth, you're going to alienate people. But right. the people who identify... Hey, Reno, what's up? Uh, did anybody need an IT guy? Hey, <laughs> speaking my truth, guys. <laughs> Just speaking my truth. This is what I feel you feel. <laughs> but uh, you're going to alienate Does some anybody people. know how big black dicks are? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know how brown people Let are different? Let me tell you how people. big black dicks are. Oh, my God, they're big. Black dicks. 
Thank you, Rito. I'll be here all week. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Dodd. <laughs> Bill Dodd, everybody. Bring up Billy. Billy. Catch him all week. Next to my Holy shit, man. Yeah. What were you saying? I don't remember. Okay, my two guys for 2020. I think they need a military candidate. Okay. Like a military. And he rocked Tommy's not in his head immediately. See, he likes it. You need, yeah. See? Look at that. He's got that Tommy look in his eyes. <laughs> He's taking off his You don't want to see that, man. Right? That's a lot of things. Huh? The last view, a lot of gerbils saw was that Tommy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty intense. Pretty intense, Tommy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. That was harsh. But anyways, my two candidates in 2020 are, number one, oh, yeah, military candidate. Got to be a military candidate. So mm-hmm. Trump has a tough time with that whole, like, I'm a tough guy, I think. You know, and a real one, tough guy, you mean. Seth Moulton. Okay? Here's one line. After graduating Harvard That's University. That's a tough name, man. Seth That's an action Moulton. figure name. New Hampshire, which also helps with the early Iowa net. After graduating Harvard University in 2001. Oh, shit, we got a robe Science scholar. and physics. Joined the Marine Corps. Four tours in Iraq. And then went on to get a master's degree in in business Wait and a public minute. policy. Science and Harvard. physics and then went into the Marines. We got a four, jock nerd. Four tours in Iraq. Jock fucking nerd, bro. <laughs> he wins. You know the one that you look, you're the nerd. You're like, oh, that guy's going to be a total douche. But he ends up being the nicest guy in the grade. And you want to hate yeah, him. Yeah, but he's yeah. just the sweetest guy there is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's unassuming because he, he has a nice smile, but he has yeah. abs. He picks you up after Sally dumps. Or Sally, you ask around for the entire class. And Sally yeah. says no. And everyone's making in front of you, but no, Seth Moulton comes over and says, it's okay, I know how it feels. He's the guy, when they're trying to lift the prom king and they can't really get him up, he's like, no, you gotta lift him like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Seth. Remember how Seth and, taught us and a, a high the five the prom like king this? is America. Remember when Seth taught us a high five like this? After he scored the winning touchdown no, in the homecoming just, game? Just look at the elbow, dude. Exactly. <laughs> You remember when Seth taught us that? He's so cool. Seth is so cool, man. His mom made pizza from scratch. Yeah, I'm not going to say, but his mom's also pretty cute. Okay. So Seth, I mean Seth Moulton, right? We like him already. Tommy, how do you like Seth Moulton? Would you vote for him? I think he sounds fucking like a dream. Like a dream, but can right? can he talk, though? Can, I, honestly, I've never heard him Is he good on talk. the stick? Is That's he good the on the stick? one important thing. Or is he a Bret Hart? <laughs> <laughs> is he an American hero yeah. or Canadian? Hillary hero? was kind of a Bret Hart because she's a like, like she one hundred percent was a Bret Hart. Uh, to say what we mean, Bret Hart, who I think is the greatest wrestler of all time, was known as being the best technician in the ring. But let's just say he wasn't the greatest on the mic Correct. for the entertainment value. You know what I mean? Bill Goldberg, <laughs> <laughs> the excellence of execution, and I'm gonna win because I'm Canadian. Tough. <laughs> Tough Canadian. I'm covered in grease, and I'm going to win with a sharpshooter, and I'm tough. Tough. By the way, my favorite uh, comedy line of all time, I'm glad you brought up Mitt Romney, is David Letterman. When he was running, he goes, Mitt Romney looks like an American president in a Canadian movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very accurate. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Very accurate. He's the most like, and I I saw that documentary on him, and it made me like him. I like Mitt Romney now. But he looks like a presidential puppet candidate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is a whole thing with like bipartisanship. Like there's good people on each side of everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And you watch the Mitt Romney Netflix special, you're just like, this is just a good fan. Family dude, you know yeah. what I mean. I had a completely he looks like an old Ken doll. Yeah, he does. I have a completely. And it, it aged really well. I have a completely kind of different view of that guy mm-hmm. after watching that. And you know, who would have thought his family, his dad or his grandfather, ran away to Mexico so he could have all his Mormon wives? And that's where <laughs> that's where his Everyone dad was has born. some skeletons. And my second, my second candidate. Are you ready? Are you ready? 
is the senator from Illinois, Tammy Duckworth. Okay. Who is, do you know about Tammy Duckworth? I know nothing about Tammy Should Duckworth. I read you just a little bit of Tammy I Duckworth's I know you bio? will regardless. Do you know where Tammy Duckworth was born? This would be such an anti-Trump that at first, okay, when I start this, you're going to say, Sean, how could you think that this person could ever beat Donald Trump in this in this culture of native populism that we had? And by the time I get to the end of it, Mike Falzone, yeah. you will say, holy shit, we have found our 2020 nominee. Do you want me to say all that stuff? No, you don't have to, just if you really feel it in your okay, heart. Okay. I don't want you to fake it. I can't. I didn't memorize it. Okay, good. Okay, so Tammy Duckworth was born in Bangkok, Thailand, Okay. She say, can she run for president? Yes, Wait she a can. Minute. Yes. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted already. The daughter of Porn Pyron, sorry, Thai people, no idea, and Franklin Duckworth. Her father, Franklin Duckworth, who died in 2005, was a U.S. Army veteran who traced his family's roots to the American Revolutionary War. Damn. Okay? So I've Tammy, heard of that one. Tammy, following in the footsteps of her father who served in World War II and ancestors in the Revolutionary War, joined the Army Reserve Officers Training Corps as a graduate student in 1990, became commissioned officer in 1992, uh, went to the National Guard in 96, and then here she is on uh, da-da-da-da. She was deployed to Iraq in 2004 when she was working towards a Ph.D. in political science. She lost her right leg near the hip and her left leg below the knee from injuries sustained on November 12, 2004, when the UH-60 Blackhawk helicopter she was co-piloting was hit. Co-piloting. Yeah. Co-piloting. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. the senator, excuse me, what were you doing there in Iraq, senator? Oh, I was co-piloting a UH-60 yeah, Blackhawk. Yeah, what were you doing? Uh, I had bone spurs. I couldn't go to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Avoiding STDs yeah, was my personal Vietnam. <laughs> Our president. This woman, what was she doing? Co-piloting a UH-60 Blackhawk helicopter, lost her right leg near the hip and her left leg below the knee. She wins. The first American double female double amputee from the Iraq War. The explosion almost completely destroyed her right arm, breaking in three places and tearing tissue. A purple heart she received. A commendation medal. See, that's Left somebody who would Lieutenant debate. Colonel. In, I hope, hopes and dreams, would yeah. debate Donald Trump and be like, Hey, what the fuck are you talking she, have about? Have you heard her? I should have put a clip. She's amazing. You know mm-hmm. what she calls him? What? Cadet Bone Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> she wins. She wins. Yeah. She's I'll like, write she her goes, in. She goes, she's like, no, we should do this, this, and this. And then she's like, but the president said this, this, and this. And she goes, listen, I'm not going to take military advice from Cadet Bone Spurs. Dude, absolutely not. No, and so then see, she can already home. ridicule him and emasculate him. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to emasculate Trump. That's what Hillary should have done. Which she could have, because I'm still convinced she has a bigger dick than him to this day. You know what I'm saying? I love big dicks. You need a good nickname, too, because he's going to have one for you. But what is he going to call her? Trillery Clinton. Two Toes Tammy? Like, what what is he going to call her? (laughs) And then you're immediately a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But honestly, with Trump, you never know. Because I thought the John McCain thing was going to end it. Dude, the Gold Star family thing. Yeah, yeah. The Gold Star. When I was mowing my parents' lawn in Indiana, oh, let me see what the next Tupac track is on the old iPhone over here. (laughs) And I looked down. Trump says he likes people who don't get captured. John McCain is not a hero. I was like, okay, well, that ends that. That was fun while it lasted. Yeah, how do people stand by that? Yeah, I don't know he was going to come to represent all that how is Christ somebody, in America. I mean, it's obviously been said a thousand times, but how somebody who has 87 draft determinants 
gonna Before talk events. shit about a fucking captured war veteran. I have no idea. That's fucking none. crazy. It's uh, moralism is all relative, mm-hmm. you know. At this point, that's and like me if I was like talking shit about like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like if he was still so good, why isn't he still knocking people out? Yeah, I think you know. Me. Part of it I look is like this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think part of it is just like Democrats are giant pussies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my whole thing is like Republicans govern off of fear and Democrats govern off of fear of Republicans. Mm. You know, for, so they should have ran an ad on that every day. Every day on American televisions, there should have been Donald Trump in his own words yeah. on camera saying he doesn't like soldiers who get captured. It's just like after 9-11, you had the first responders bill that those guys who went in there rushing while everyone was running away, you know, I'm getting chills just fucking thinking about it. Mm-hmm. These guys are dying of cancer at such exorbitant high rates, and most of them have died of cancers. Yeah. And these bastards, I'm sorry, in Congress don't want to pay for their health care or their bill. You know, and these are public officers in the first place. Yeah. Just a first responders bill. And then That's they'll be the it. first one to talk shit about like veterans. And they, like we got to oh, take care yeah, of the veterans. Exactly. And John Stewart had to go office to office to shame, to shame and scare up three, four Republicans or however many it was to finally vote for the fucking bill. Mm-hmm. And if I was a Democrat and one of those people, if any of those guys are still in office, and I'm sure I am every single day. I would be running with that message. Yeah. You know, but there's no, there's no, you know what I mean? That's what it's I'm because, saying. Like, be real because, and talk the way you want to talk. And don't be so afraid of, like, the consequences of yes, your emotional. Yes. Which is what uh, that Barack Obama was very plain spoken. But there's uh, spoken, and he spoke his own truth. There's no Death Star from which the marching orders are coming from. In the Democratic Party, there's a Death Star that is Fox News, you know, that Rove built machine. Now Rove's not running it, but Fox News, that Bill Shine, uh, who ran Fox News and is now in the White House, that everybody gets their marching orders from, that you see Republicans are so on message, you know, just like fucking stormtroopers are, because they go, this is what the messaging is, this is what we're going with. And mm-hmm. they always hit where the punches land. If Democrats leave a liver shot open, Republicans will take it and they will dig at it and dig at it and dig at it and dig at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they single-handedly took Benghazi. Benghazi was really, like, it is a story because eight people died, but in the sense of global security, in terms of where it went, it wasn't. We had say eight similar type of embassy breakdowns during the Bush administration. The reason Benghazi became an issue is because Hillary Clinton had favorables in the 60s, Okay. Just from that probe, which they saw that they knew she was running two years out, just from the, that, from the House, the investigations, the investigations, the investigations, Benghazi single-handedly reduced her likability to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I forget the original point. What were we talking about? We were talking about sports. We were talking about the Death Star. <laughs> but the point is oh, that, that, that all that Benghazi. So you had all that uh, comprehensive messaging that came from that. And there's no comprehensive messaging. You just have fucking Tom Perez jerking himself off at DNC headquarters. That's it. Wow. Yeah. How's that for a breakdown, Tommy? Love it. Love it. Do you have any soccer news for us? <laughs> soccer news. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, really? Because I got some. I'm not in charge over here, Tommy. You know yeah. that. <laughs> I'm color. We'll, we'll wait on it. <laughs> white people. How are you, white people? Sp- speaking of white people. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Let's check in. <laughs> Make sure the white people are comfortable. There is an urban and suburban divide, or I should say an urban, suburban, and a rural divide. It seems like uh, one of the takeaways from yesterday is that suburban, college-educated white people have started to go towards the Democrats, while rural white people are completely entrenched in Trump country now. 
Uh, like Trump people love him. And that's another takeaway. He has very uh, abdurance in Ohio and Florida, which a lot of people thought that might get weakened. But Trump's white people love him. Like they love him the way I grew up loving Star Wars. You know what I mean? Death Star. Death Star. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. And just like in 2016, rural voters uh, turned out in droves to elect Santa candidates in states. Trump won like Indiana, Missouri, North Dakota, and even purple Florida. Yeah. So the Florida map is, so is shifting. Weird, Florida is so weird. Florida That's a is different so weird. Planet. What do you think? Do you think Beto O'Rourke's music is good or bad? What's his music? Is it the Ultimate Warrior theme song? No. Do you want to hear? This is Beto O'Rourke's band. Are you ready? Perhaps. What does he your play? Democratic nominee in twenty twenty. I think he plays the bass, bro. Of course. The name of the band is Foss. Let's kick. Is that him? No. Ooh, whoever's playing that needs to stop. That is what we call an untuned instrument. I think they're doing it on purpose, no? You don't do that on purpose. What's the point? No, 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 no. Oh, here we go. Now they're getting into it. Is this the only known recording? It's like off of VHS tape. Yes. Yes, but Beto lost in Texas where 59% of white women voted for Cruz and 72% of white men voted for Ted Cruz as well. But 95% of black women voted for uh, your boy Beto over there. I have, oh. a new, I have a new Sean Joshi theory. Okay. You should always vote the way black women vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't think there's a single political issue, think about it, where they vote the wrong way. Huh? And here's another. Do you want to hear Sean Joshi racial theory? <laughs> <laughs> we should have theme music for huh? this segment. Tommy makes him. Tommy does it. Th- <laughs> Todd, what, what would Sean Joshi racial theories? Boing. Hey. <laughs> that was pretty good. Every genre. I like the right. Let's do it again. Sean Joshi's race. And here we go. Another time for Sean, Sean Joshi's, Joshi's racial, racial theories. Theories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get racial. This theory. Let's get racial. So I know a lot of times. Racial McAdams. White people. Racial McAdams. <laughs> <laughs> racial McAdams is my new favorite uh, puppet from Sesame Street. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's time to learn about race issues with Racial McAdams. <laughs> Let's sit around with racial. <laughs> it's like, okay. If you have 95% of black women and 90% of whatever it is, 85% of black men, you know, voting one way, a certain candidate, and you have kind of a more even split amongst white people, you know what I mean? Then to those white people, wouldn't you think the race who entirely believes that thing is probably right rather than the one who split on what they believe? Mm. You get what I'm saying? You go with the unified race. You get what I'm saying? How can an entire race be wrong? It's too many different (laughs) types of white people. Right? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. That's not bad. It's pretty good. How do Indian people vote? Uh, the problem is we have some Uncle Rajivs. <laughs> That's what I call our version of Uncle Tom's. Okay. <laughs> Uncle 
Yeah, and these guys want to be accepted so bad. They just yeah. want to be white. I grew up with them in Indiana. In Indiana, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That's what happens with the new immigrants. That happened to Italian. They people. think they'll think they'll, they think they'll be accepted. They, yeah. they don't know they're saying all this Haji shit behind their back. And you know, like uh, you know, if it wasn't for black people who paved the way in this country, we wouldn't be able to be here. Which is what my dad always says at the parties. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Deepak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's what they think. But there is a lot of Indian Republicans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think they should just vote the way black women do. And this has been the end of Sean Joshi's racial, racial, racial theory. Ding, theory. Theory. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I noticed he went with Tommy, it. Tommy, the old uh, keyboard, the old Casio keyboard, Wakefield. <laughs> I noticed he went with a yeah instead of a hey on that one. <laughs> That's the closing uh, riff. Yes. It's a little different. A stinger. Yes. But what did you think? Did you think Democrats are disappointed this morning? I was a little disappointed in the Senate. Why were you disappointed? You were disappointed in the Senate? Losing seats, right? That's weird. Yeah, losing seats. I really didn't think we would Well, be that's because, you know, that's, you know, Trump has has become normalized. And not only has he become normalized, his power with the rural white community is very real. Like you know how Voldemort had his certain professors at the at the Hogwarts. Yeah, you know what I mean. With the weird faces. Yeah, Trump. I mean, those they love Trump. They love him, and not only that, they turn out for him. So, like one thing, just from like a pure political playbook thing, when you're looking at it. So, what happens in the midterms usually is the opposition party has more enthusiasm because they're getting a chance to vote against the president, right? Yeah. Which there was high record levels of Democratic enthusiasm, but nearly. At the same level was Republican enthusiasm, mm-hmm. which you would find hard pressed to find. So you know, which also I think is more powerful than than Democratic enthusiasm, because they believe real hard. They and believe they believe at a religious than, level. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, like Trump is almost a figure sent by God. So you have a Dems take the House, which you know, really, Tommy, Democrats shouldn't really feel like you know somebody pissed in their cornflakes this morning because it's not a small thing to have. Right now, they have no branches of government. They can act as a check. They can do investigations. They will get his tax returns. The person who runs the science committee, ta-da, will actually believe in science, not Dude, that the earth is 5,000 years like, old. He was like, we're going to come together with the Democrats and talk about great things for the environment. Yeah. It's like that was not – that was well, the Trump, opposite of what you're saying Can I just say Trump ago. is so dumb. If he was smart, he could have gone down as one of the great presidents because he's a charlatan. He's a shuckster, okay? Yeah. He already has the loyalty of the Republican base and party. As soon as he got into office, he should have gone centrist, left. He should have gone governed like John everybody. Kasich would have. Yeah. He should have he, – he, and only a Republican could do it. Only a Republican could do it. He would have been like the translator. Because a Democrat would – yes, yeah. a Democrat would be instantly rejected. You know what I mean? If he would have gone there, and you know what, guys, climate change is real. And you know what, guys, we're going to just have a very efficient tax policy. You know what, guys, you know, the student loan system isn't working. And do, do like, you know, Republican policies from the late 80s and 90s, you know, stuff that would work very well today. He could have gone down as a popular president. You know? Do you think he opens the door for a, a new Republican down the line to— John Kasich would have been would have been pretty good. No, there's there's real there's real fear about what's going to happen on the Republican side. But the problem is when you're talking about this, it's not dispassionate anymore. So if you talk to Republican people, they'll say a lot of Republicans will reject actually his racial viewpoints and the way he's coming across. Right. But, you know, the economy is good. Mm -hmm. It's not something that affects their lives and they don't want the Democrats in there. 
You know what I'm saying? Whose lives? So the problem other is in rich people. Who's what kind of common people's lives are way better now that Trump is in office? Well, that's my thing. The common people's lives like so rarely change between administrations. But one place that it definitely will is with health care. Mm-hmm. You know, pre-existing conditions, keeping health care at, at affordable cost. This is something just from an objective fact that Obamacare was achieving to do. There was problems with it. You know, but there were ways to fix it, which a lot of Republican governors did, you know, by expanding, uh, you know, Medicare within their state and doing stuff like that, which Republican governors were doing. So it was working as a program. But just, you know, because the political points want to be scored and stuff now, they're going to it's going to hurt a lot of people. But I think, you know, normal administration to administration, the changes are very nominal. But when you have stuff like going on with healthcare, then I think it always affects people mm-hmm. on a more you know day to day basis or whatever. A month to month basis. Yeah, but so you know it's just a shifting electorate. So you have Ohio, which was always a toss up state, and Florida always a toss up state. Remind Those me where Ohio is. Next to Indiana. <laughs> Remind me where Indiana. Those seem like lean. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, close to India. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's close. To Quite India. literally. Quite literally. <laughs> Quite literally. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But his chances his chances in 2022 are going to be determined by three states. Wisconsin. Oh, I'm getting my Ben Shapiro on. Do you hear that? How I'm going real fast? Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, real states will be uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. That'll be the only – that'll be where the election is. The and it'll be close. Yeah. But the other thing um, – and then we'll move on – was um, – so it looks like Republicans are going to get 54 seats. And, Tommy, you know how you're saying you're disheartened about the Senate. That disheartening will remain probably until at least 2022. Um, if 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 they would have been close, 51, 52 seats, they would have had a chance in 2020. But with the way the map is, um, it's going to be very difficult to pick up four or five seats. So we'll probably be a Republican majority in the Senate until 2022. Isn't that so exciting, though, guys? Do you know why that matters for the future of the country? And this is the last point on the midterms because of what happened today. Um, is 54 seats is actually a big deal. Do you guys know why it's a big deal? Because you know it's your why? lucky number. It's my lucky number. <laughs> um, because, you know, he's, he fired he fired Jeff Sessions today, right? Yeah. Yes. So he's going to have to nominate a new attorney general who's going to be overlooking the Mueller probe, right? Mm-hmm. And if you end the Mueller probe, to me, if a president ends the Mueller probe, that to me is ending the rule of law in the United States of America. Mm. You have an objective probe into the pre- president of the United States. He's now appointing his own prosecutor and investigator, okay? This isn't fucking Belarus. This isn't the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if that happens, there's no functional difference between them, you know, it's like it's like ending 270 years of self functional self rule. Yeah. Okay, presidents don't get to pick their own investigators, but that's the point at which we're at right now. Okay, so the reason I think he has everything he needs. The reason 54 seats are important, maybe the reason 54 seats are important, is because when it was 52 seats or 51 seats, the power of those moderate senators was so much more. Guys like Flake, Murkowski, Collins. You know those people? It was they were much more. Now with fifty-four seats, they don't matter. They don't matter at all. He could nominate Chris Kobach, you know, yeah. or some crazy motherfucker in there, and it doesn't matter, you know. And this guy right now can fire Mueller tomorrow, maybe, maybe we'll see how it works, right? So it's actually kind of at like a very scary and 
precarious point in terms of the investigation. And what I think is going on here and what I think the play is going to be in the next three months and what I would do if I was Trump and ego-based and going like a crazed animal because he did do shit. We're not going to go through that, but <laughs> it's pretty fucking obvious. You know what I mean? Um, what I would do is he has his guy in there now. He still has the Senate and the Congress. I would fire Mueller tomorrow. I would yeah, fire him tomorrow. Isn't that like, when does it get to the point where like you act too guilty and everyone's common sense picks up on that? Well, I know it's never going to happen. There's never going to be the entire like, yeah. you know, group of people who, who think the impeachment is a political process. You need 66 mm-hmm. votes. Trump knows there's no fucking way that's happening mm-hmm. by firing Mueller. He's not going to get 66 votes impeachment. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen because he knows that, uh, Dems are going to investigate as soon as they get the House, January 2nd, January 3rd. So his thinking is, okay, let's do this. I fire Mueller, okay? Dems are investigating January 3rd. I say, I'm still being investigated. How many investigations do you need? Mm. And therefore, when the Democrats are investigating him, it now becomes more political. It's the Democrats bringing these charges, not an quote-unquote impartial report from somebody like Bob Mueller, who is a Republican, who they've tried to smear as a partisan already to mm-hmm. varying degrees of success. And a sexual assaultier. And a sexual assaultier. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I think that's the play. I think we have, like, the next two, three months are going to be rocky and batshit. I think we're going to see indictments hit Trump's kids, mm-hmm. at least one of them. And I think we're going to see him try to fire Mueller, and I think we're going to see some of those things Dude, go to the Supreme at, Court. What I'm saying is, at what point is everyone like, okay, if he was guilty, he would probably act like this. I don't think it matters. It's kind of like, yo, they have the meeting. They have the meeting. They have that day uh, that he found out saying, this is probably when Trump found out about WikiLeaks before everything else. And that same day, he's yelling, Russia. He's literally saying on camera, Russia, mm-hmm. if you have Hillary's emails. He's literally telling Lester Holt on camera, I fired Comey mm-hmm. because of the Russia probe. They're literally Russian spies walking in his office, Kislyak and uh, the other one, in his office, and he's telling him, I fired Comey. That pressure's off now, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't really know how much more obvious it has to be. He changes the language in, uh, the, th- in, the, in the RNC stance towards Ukraine, you know, after those guys meet with Kislyak. His manager, uh, campaign manager, is Putin's butt boy in Ukraine doing, you know, all the evil work that's done over there. So I don't know, like, that's a whole different podcast. But I could sit here and just read through an hour and a half, like, everything that happened. You know what, I'm not going to do that because I can already see Tommy's eyes glazing over. But, you know, uh, oh. it's pretty fucking obvious. So I just think it's like we're kind of the point now where it's that poll where 41% of the people would just, like, fucking believe shit. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there who like The Force Awakens. Can you imagine? <laughs> And it all comes full circle. This is Ryan Johnson's fault. <laughs> Big yeah. Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, <laughs> let's get some news, Tommy. Let's do some news. Anything, last points on this? Mike, no. did I speak you off the issue when I went on the rant? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have nothing to say, but I also felt that way before the podcast. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Tommy. Bum, 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 <laughs> Did we ever get a hold of Lori or no? Oh uh, yeah, I texted her and she said that she was able to call in. Okay. Yeah, have her call in while we talk about The Walking Dead. Big Lori. Did you watch <laughs> The Walking Dead still? No. I like what they did with The Walking Dead. I think it was pretty good. 
Um, but I saw some of A Star is Born. Holy yeah. shit, A Star is Born is retarded. Do you have a charger <laughs> over there? I'm Why on, would uh... you see that? It's so bad. No. It's so bad. So there's one scene in A Star is Born, like the pivotal scene before he kills himself at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Are you supposed to say... You say it before. Are you supposed to say spoiler alert yeah, before? Yeah, you say it before. Why? Because that's the alert. That's you the alert. You don't sound the fire alarm when the building's but burned But you want to get to the good stuff first. <laughs> Listen, I got something important you to know, say, but first of all, Walking he kills Walking Dead, <laughs> when they really faked it out and Rick doesn't die at all. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. I, I think I know how Game of Thrones ends. I was going to do that, but I'm not going to do that one. Why? Why is that one more sacred than uh, Star Wars? Game born? of Thrones isn't out yet. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And Game of Thrones, that would really get a lot of people would be so pissed you think off. I'm not. Dream don't turn. Time? I'm not going to say the Game of Thrones spoiler. Don't, please don't. But, um, yeah, I thought Walking Dead was good. They fake like they're going to call Rick, and they're really going to put him in a trilogy of movies. Oh, shit. Yeah. Rick, Rick yeah. 1 through 3? Rick 1 through 3. It's just going to be Rick going, Carl. It's like Rocky, but with Carl. Rick. Carl. <laughs> Carl. The goddamn space aliens are investigating. <laughs> Carl. Carl. And we have here Lori Douglas. Lori, what's going on? Hey. What's up? I'm yelling at Mike about politics, and then he got bored. I did get bored. I was hearing, I was hearing some Game of Thrones talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was in reference to. Yeah, Lori Douglas, how are you? I'm sick, but other than that, I'm good. Like you're sick. Like, oh my God, did you hear Jeezy's new track? That was sick. <laughs> or you're sick? Like, oh no, I I got the herp. I'm sick. It's more of the clap, but more of the clap. Know. I'd give you a high yeah. five, Lori, but I don't want the clap. Ayo. <laughs> Am I right, guys? I didn't Am like I right? that joke. Anybody? Am I right? Am I right? Anybody? I wasn't a fan. It was an interesting week in the NFL, was it not? Lori it really was. It really it was. was? Really? How did you see it this week? Do you have five teams that you like more than the rest of the league? I mean, if we're just talking just being good, I have my five. I'm keeping my emotions out of this. Yeah, because the Cowboys suck a lot. You know that? Yeah, I would call them the Devo of new wave NFL teams. You know, they're not the Bills. That's 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 at least something. You know, who is the Bills? Besides the Bills, yes. So what do you got? What are your top five teams? Okay, so my fifth is the Chargers. The Chargers, Derwin James, Chargers. the ver- the the NFL's only virgin quarterback, Philip Rivers, you know, they, or Russell Wilson also was practicing virginity with Sierra. Virginity. Sierra the singer. Sierra, yeah, they got together, and Russell Wilson was like, "Oh, we're gonna be virgins now," and and Sierra was like, "Oh, I just dated Puff Daddy." <laughs> I don't know how people think that they can like re-virginize themselves. I heard if you don't have sex after two years. Someone told me your hymen grows back. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's true. Or not. You laminate real. your, you laminate or like your at uvula. Least it like you know, like tries to form. Yeah, Lori, you should see how excited Tommy was to get your number. He's like, <laughs> he's even wearing his cute shirt today. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish I could see. You got to take a picture of it for me and send it. Are, are you flattered? Oh yeah. So Am much. I? No, I was asking her, not you. He looks pretty I'm cool. Today. He looks pretty cool today. You know. He looks like a badass. He looks like a badass. Mm-hmm. God, I'm bummed I missed out. <laughs> who else? Who do you have at four, Lori? Four. I have the Rams. They really plummeted. I had them at number one last week, and they're at number four. 
what happened with the Rams? I think that their pass rush is inconsistent. Their defense has some issues. Their linebackers are playmakers. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not feeling them too much. I mean, I'm sure they're going to still do well, but they're at four for me now. Okay, number four, the Rammies, and number three. Number who's, three. Who's Douglas got? Number three is the Chiefs. The Chiefs. They're that... averaging. They're averaging 36 points a game. Right. The only other team to do that was the 2013 Broncos. I don't know about me. the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, well, who was their quarterback? Manny, Peyton, man. you. I don't know about the Chiefs. They just don't have. A, they don't have. A, they don't have a, the defense. They don't have the no, defense. That's gonna hurt them. I in mean, the their playoff. defense is a little bit of a slam lot, but they're gonna be getting uh, Barry back, and they're gonna also be getting another defensive end back. So, I don't know. I think Reed is a pretty good coach. So I, I, I don't. <laughs> I've seen that movie before. It played during Sean's adolescence, and not in the way you might think. But uh, yeah. They they score a lot of points, but just like the old Colts, the old Colts scenes, the D's aren't going to hold up. That's what I think. We'll see though. What do you have? Who else do you have? So number two is the Patriots. The fucking Patriots. Are you the kidding Patriots. me? The Patriots. I know the Patriots. The are Republican at two. Party of Sports. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's not go there. But that is a very good point. Oh, uh, let's but not go won. there. Our <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no games. more politics. Yeah. I think that flowers looked fucking amazing. Yeah. I so Pretty and they did this all with they're missing Sony, they're missing Mason, Gronk, so they looked good. Yeah, and you know what I think? I think you know there was a great Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady battle. I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Aaron Rodgers is in the Brady Manning class. I should say the Manning Brady class. You know, because I think really? I think uh, how do I put this complimentarily? I think Rodgers is a junk baller. I don't think uh, he's a scheme guy. I think Rodgers is let me break down the pocket, extend the play, and make magic happen like that. And I think I think Belichick, that kind of plays into Belichick's hands. He likes playing guys like that. And do you know yeah. why I think that? Why? Because they have Coach Belichick wired up, Laurie Douglas. Should we hear what Coach Douglas had to say <laughs> to his defense as they were kicking the shit out of Aaron Rodgers? What was it? Let's hear it. You might not be able to hear it, but the rest of us will. <laughs> Give her a set of headphones. Hey, the pass rush is what we want. We just got to keep doing it. Hey, we got to keep doing it for 60 minutes. The pass rush is what we want, all right? Keep working the shit out of those guards. Keep him in the pocket. He's trying to throw us two interceptions now. We're going to get one, all right? He's just lobbing it up there. That's a great job. Keep pressing him. If he runs backwards, all right, then run him out of bounds. That's great. All right, let's stay with that rush now. He's just lobbing it up there. And number one, who is the number one team in the NFL, Lori Douglas? The Saints. The who? The Saints. The Saints, the motherfucking the Saints. Saints. Why do you like the Saints this week? Because you can't run on the Saints. Yeah, they seem and... to actually have a defense. Yeah, and their offensive line is awesome. They've only allowed nine sacks. They have running backs and wide receivers. Yes. And I believe they just signed Des Bryant today, too. Did they really? I think maybe. I don't know how solid Are you is. just fucking with me? Maybe. I think they did. Nah. Well, yeah. yeah. And they're, number They're number great. one. They're going to be a tough out. I mean, it's, it look, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Saints and Patriots Super Bowl. It kind of feels like that at this point. I think it's going to be that. Yeah, definitely. Anything else this week? Any news, notes, comments, suggestions this week, Lori Douglas? You know, I don't really got anything. Just, you know, everyone be safe. 
All right, and what type of shirt should Tommy wear, you think, <laughs> this weekend, if he's, like, going to try to be cool Tommy? Um, I think he should wear a What's plunging V-neck. A plunging, a plunging V-neck, like a belly button Plunging. Explosion? A plunging And V-neck. a necklace, and an, but ooh. only if it's really shiny and low. I think he should be like Johnny Depp and wear, like, 16 necklaces and, like, like 15 bracelets. Oh, and rings. And, and rings. rings. And rings. <laughs> Tommy should be a ring guy. Make sure they're all gold. Okay, we got you. you. (laughs) And all on your thumbs. Okay. Thank you very much, Lori Douglas. Talk to you next week. Bye. Yes. Bye. Tommy. Fuck the news. Sick people calling in. Just give us a life question of the week, Tommy. Let's end it on a life question of the week. This is, of course, where Tommy asks us questions about the mysteries of life and the universe. Tommy, why don't you come in the room and sit with us for this one? And let's get into Tommy's corner here and let's talk a little bit about the mysteries of life. Do we have theme music for this, Tommy? And here we are Tommy's questions about life. That's obviously too long. Yeah, okay. that's way yeah. <laughs> We're going to get that <laughs> Three minutes later. We'll cut it down. We'll yeah. cut it down. Okay. Go for it, Tommy. Um, Are you ready? Are you ready? Mike on. What do you think about the Japanese concept of ikigai? Meaning that you have to have a life purpose in order to live a happy life. And it's not so much about, you know, success or whatever you're doing or... I would yeah. say that somebody's been watching Euro Dreams of Sushi. Sushi horn. Is that where that co- is that what you learned about that from? Uh, I I just have a spiritual so, friend. Yeah, I also yeah. did watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not racist. I have a spiritual friend. <laughs> um. You know, Dreams of Sushi is amazing. Have you seen it, Mike? Yeah, a it's, long time ago. It's when about it came this out, losers. <laughs> <laughs> this Iki guy is like a, a very like it was Japanese. Like the first thing on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it was like number one. You know, Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, and it's like this guy. He lives every every day of his life with the purpose of executing his job as perfectly as possible. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. That I think that's amazing. It actually is really inspirational if you want to get eighth grade gay about it. That's you know what I mean? Am. And and I'll say it. That's how I am about my comedy. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, <laughs> it really exposes a truth that we can learn as comedians. Hey, and stuff. you tell me, tell me, Sean. You've you've seen me on stage. Yeah. I. I know you're not Mike supposed very, to say this about Mike yourself, but I go to a different place. You do. Like, <laughs> it's like, and a lot of people ask me, like, Sean, where are you going to take comedy next? And it's like, I'm going to watch wherever Mike goes, <laughs> and I'm going to follow in his footsteps. You right? can't get a lot of people I'm say be, crowd works cheating. I say I'm going to a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be your Gallagher too. You know how you yeah, you're going to hit me with Gallagher this one, yeah. and then like he retired, and his brother, twin brother. <laughs> Toured his Gallagher too, and then he had to get him like sue him to get him to stop. Yeah, because let's be honest, how hard Jerry, is it to do? Jerry, please stop. How hard is it to do uh, Gallagher's act? Really? You oh know what shit! I mean? You can never be me. Well, I got a hammer, <laughs> and Fuck. I look just like <laughs> you. <laughs> I look just like. But well, the thing yeah. is, if, well, Gall- if you're not gonna hit stuff, I'm gonna hit stuff. There's money but to listen, be made. Comedy fame is so weird, though. You know, like we're all ragging on like Gallagher and Carrot Top, but I'm tonight, not ragging on Gallagher. Tonight, tonight, if we were at a show. And if Carrot Top or Gallagher walked in, everyone would be like, oh, my God. Dude, Fucking Gallagher <laughs> just the entered comedian. the room, bro. Gallagher's the only comedian that can't how... drop in. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Do you see how jacked Carrot Top looks? You know what I mean? 
Dude, I would let Carrot Top bump me. I yeah. would have that story. I heard Carrot Top is a homosexual. What do you think? Is it probabilities on that true or false? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I can act, see I it. Act, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can see it. You Why can not? See it. Every, I think that about every like really well-kept person. <laughs> like anyone who wait, cares wait, 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 about wait. their. I think the most interesting part about that is you define Carrot Top as well-kept. Yeah, hell yeah. You How is Carrot Top well-kept? Dude, that dude's fucking cut up. He Statue is. boy. But he always looks like he just needs to, like, he just got spray tanned and he needs to wash it off a little yeah, bit. That's what it's I'm got saying. that, like, greasy, like, element to it, like that Jersey Shore, you know, like, yeah. kind of like uh, Jordy Shore if you're into the UK I version. I think all of those shows. guys are gay, too. You think so? <laughs> they yeah. probably. Wait, you think Ronnie and the situation are gay? Whatever, bro. Those are my homies. I would say about, <laughs> what's the name of the phrase? Ikigai. Ikigai. I would say, since it is the volley, uh, Hindus have a very similar uh, thing to that, and that's just dharma, you know, and dharma is basically, you know, you have to fulfill your own life's purpose. So if you're born, so like obviously Hinduism espouses peace, you know, like look at Gandhi, but if you're born as a warrior and your job is to be a warrior, then you have to fulfill that job, you know, to its ablest ability, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how certain people are meant to be maesters on Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Like you the do fat, what you're good at, you stick to it. The fat one has to be a maester, right? <laughs> How do you guys think Game of Thrones is going to end before we get out of here? Do you watch oh, it? Shit. Any theories? I haven't. I feel like I, it goes off the air and then I forget what happens. Any theories? Somebody's got to Tommy, do you want me to sh- sh- jog your memory? Here's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I think you're going to have the White Walker in the throne room, okay? And he's going to get ready after Daenerys has fallen uh from the thing in the thor- in the in the throne room, and it's Jon Snow, right, mm-hmm. with Hearts Bane the sword and yeah. Daenerys, and the White Walkers coming through them, and Jon Snow has to fulfill the the prophecy of Hearts Bane or whatever the fuck it is, and he stabs Daenerys in the heart, oh. thereby igniting the Valyrian sword, fulfilling the prophecy. Oh my god! Destroying the White Walker, killing him, and dying from injuries. I have a theory. What's your theory? So the White Walkers kill Daenerys. Jon Snow, and finally the king of the White Walkers sits down on the Iron Throne, takes off a mask, Arya the whole time. Oh, shit. Arya the whole time. I like that. I like that. Okay, I have another one. So it's an (laughs) eight-episode season, right? Seven episodes. They're going to be epic and fantastic. The most amazing seven episodes. They're going to build up all this folklore and mythology. And in the eighth episode, they'll hire Ryan Johnson. They'll take a big shit on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's been the podcast, guys. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Say hi to Mike. Come see us on the 26th at the Laugh Factory. It's going to be a fun show. See which one of us is taller live at the Laugh Factory. (laughs) See which one of us has more hair live at the Laugh Factory. See if Tommy. Spoiler alert. See if spoiler. <laughs> See if Tommy wears that shirt live at the Laugh Factory. Are you going to be there in 26, Tommy? Um, I Come. actually have a San Diego date. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go see Tommy in San Diego. Where are you going in San Diego? It's a bar. It's a bar? <laughs> Comedy which, Palace. Which bar? I'm not sure yet. I'm I'm featuring for someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Audrey Stewart, comedian Audrey Stewart. <laughs> the comedian Audrey Stewart. <laughs> Do you play the Comedy Palace down there, Mike? Once in a while. Once in a while. 
I just played the La Jolla Comedy Store for the first time. Oh, and that how was is fucking that? awesome. I like the La Jolla Comedy Store. It's, it's I did a that room place. with triples, triple E's. Yeah. yeah, it is a very nice place. Those you are know, nice people. Mitzi, I guess they still have an apartment down there. Mitzi Shore used to have an apartment down there. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the comics used to stay, was down there when they did nice. La Jolla. I had no you know, idea it's been nice there for to that end long. it on an obscure comedy fact. Why not? not? Love you guys. Love you so much. Love yeah. you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.